Alright, so you think you have seen all the videos out there about body recomposition and building muscle and losing fat in a calorie deficit. And when you clicked on this video, you thought you're just going to hear the regular stuff like, yeah, if you're new to lifting or you're obese or you're using steroids, then yeah, sure, you can build muscle and lose fat at the same time. But it's actually not the case. In this video, we are going to be much more nuanced than that. We are going to shed some light on some concepts that you may have not considered before. And I'm fairly confident that you're going to learn something new. So in this video, we are going to really get into what goes into building muscle and losing fat at the same time. Can you actually realistically expect that it's going to happen for you and much more. So without further ado, let's get into it. By the way, I'm sorry, but the lighting is perfect for this. So many people, when they are thinking about building muscle and losing fat at the same time, they are thinking about some sort of magical physiological construct where body fat is literally getting turned into muscle. And this is reserved for the very select few, like steroid-using individuals or brand newbies. But the reality of it is that simply a couple of conditions need to be met in order for you to build muscle. And these conditions are simply a bit more optimized when you're bulking as opposed to when you're cutting. So what conditions am I actually talking about? Well, first of all, you need protein to build muscle, right? Protein is the building block of muscle. Then you need energy to build muscle because energy is not just needed for you to train, but the whole process of building new tissue and building muscle is an energetically costly process. When your cells are receiving enough energy, then protein synthesis rates are elevated and protein breakdown rates are suppressed. And a lot of this has to do with uh, certain signaling mechanisms. mTOR, which is an anabolic signaling pathway in the body and it helps with muscle protein synthesis, is going to get upregulated when you're eating in an energy surplus. AMPK, which is a catabolic signaling pathway, is going to get elevated when you're depriving yourself of energy, such as you would do in the case of a diet. So when you're bulking, so you're eating in a calorie surplus, then all the conditions to build muscle are just more optimized. You have the energy, you have the building blocks, protein synthesis rates are elevated, breakdown rates are suppressed, so all good when you're eating in a calorie deficit, then these conditions are just less optimized. Breakdown rates are higher, synthesis rates are lower, and you also don't have the actual energy or extra energy there to fuel the muscle building process. Now, when it comes to the factors that determine whether you personally can build muscle, we have to take into account a couple of things. For one, we need to look at how advanced you are, which means how close you are to your genetic potential and how much muscle you can still build in your training career. This is important because if you have a small amount of muscle that you can build ever, then even a small amount of hindrance is going to have a pretty meaningful impact on how much muscle you're actually going to build. On the other hand, if you're a newbie and you can still build a ton of muscle, then even if you're going to hinder your potential by a couple of percentages, then you can still build a ton of muscle. The next thing we have to consider is how lean you are, because the more extra fat you're carrying on your body, the more fuel you can basically liberate in response to dieting. And in that case, a given degree of calorie deficit is just going to be a much less destructive catabolic stimulus for your body. If you're, for example, 100 kilograms and you're 40% body fat, then basically you have 40 kilograms of stored fat on your body. I know not literally because stored body fat is not purely fat. It also has water and protein, but you get the point. On the other hand, if you're 80 kilograms and a 10% body fat, then you only have 8 kilograms of stored body fat on your body. If you were to compare these two conditions, then if you were to lose, let's say, 2 pounds of weight a week, so about a kilogram of weight per week, for the lean 80 kilogram guy, that would be more than 1% of his total fat mass loss per week. On the other hand, for the obese 100 kilo 40% body fat guy, 
it might only be a quarter of a percent of his body fat loss per week. It's just much less of a catabolic stimulus for the former person. And what's also important to note is that at one point, leanness by itself is going to become a hindering factor. When you're at 5% body fat and you're about to step on a bodybuilding stage, your body is just in a really, really shitty spot to build muscle. Basically, your anabolic hormones are down, your cortisol levels are up, and basically anybody who is stepping on the bodybuilding stage and gets that lean is going to tell you that no matter how they are tinkering with their diet and their nutrient timing and how meticulous they are and how small of a calorie surplus they are trying to maintain, almost everybody at that point is going to lose muscle mass because your physiology is just really, really not in the optimized spot to even retain muscle, let alone gain muscle. The third thing that's a mouthful to take into account is the actual energy gap that you're creating, which simply means that the bigger the calorie deficit is that you're creating, the less of a potential you have to build muscle in a calorie deficit. We've been trying to find equations for a while on how many calories you can actually liberate in a given day from your fat stores without risking muscle loss. Because intuitively, all of us know that if you're at 15% body fat and you put yourself in a 100 calorie deficit, then you're definitely not at risk of muscle loss, but you could also potentially push yourself a bit harder. On the other hand, if you put yourself in a 2000 calorie deficit every single day, then you're more than likely going to lose some muscle. So Martin Burkhan has devised this model in his book, and other people have done so as well. Uh, Martin McDonald has also done it as well. It seems like these Martin guys are really a fan of models. And basically, it gave an equation which goes, you take the amount of body fat that you have in kilograms, you multiply this number with 69, and that is the amount of calories that you can subtract from your daily diet per day to not lose muscle, basically. So to make things easy, if you're 100 kilograms and at 10% body fat, then you have 10 kilograms of stored fat on your body. You multiply this by 69, that gives you 690 calories. That is your maximal daily deficit without losing muscle that you can afford. On the other hand, if you're 40% body fat at 100 kilograms, then we are going to make some calculations. 4 times 690, that is 2,760 calories. Holy crap, that's a lot of calories. That's almost a pound of fat a day that you could safely lose if you're that obese without risking muscle loss. So this is important to take into account because if you're really maxing out on your calorie deficit, then you're probably not going to build muscle. If your calorie deficit is so huge that you're almost losing muscle or you're actually losing muscle, then you're probably not going to build muscle because if you're losing net muscle, then I guess it's hard to build net muscle, right? So to summarize things so far, because I threw a lot of information at you, bulking is more important than cutting for building muscle because you have more of the conditions to build muscle optimized. Not more important than cutting, more ideal than cutting for building muscle, sorry. How lean you are will have a big impact. So basically the fatter you are, the more energy you can liberate and the more potential you have to build muscle. And then how advanced you are also has a big impact because basically the more potential you have to still build a lot of muscle, the more muscle you're going to build in a deficit. And then finally, your energy gap. So your calorie deficit is going to have a big impact because if you're maxing out on your calorie deficit, then it will be just tough to build muscle. So in light of everything we just said so far, let's look at who can and cannot build in a calorie deficit. Let's start with the easy part first and discuss who is someone who is almost certainly not going to gain muscle in a calorie deficit. The first person is going to be someone who is very, very, very lean. So again, if you're 5% body fat, you're about to step on the bodybuilding stage, then most likely you're not going to build muscle. 
like I said, your hormone levels are really shitty and simply put, your body is just more concerned about keeping you alive at that point than optimizing luxurious things like actually building muscle. I mean, there is a reason why people's libido just crash completely, women lose their menstrual cycle, basically even reproduction is secondary at that point to just staying alive. So at that point, your body is almost certainly not going to spend energy on things like building new tissue and wasting energy on making you more jacked. No, you're more than likely going to lose muscle mass at that point if you're in an energy deficit. The other condition would be being in a really terribly large calorie deficit. Like I said before, there is only so much calories that your body can liberate from your fat stores in any given day. So if you're actually pushing yourself to the point where you're losing muscle mass, then pretty much by definition, you're not going to gain any muscle mass. Other than these two conditions, who can recomp? Really anybody, it just comes down to practicality and the absolute amounts of muscle you can still expect to gain. I've been trying to look into the research on the differences between your muscle building potential in a calorie surplus as opposed to in a deficit. And interestingly, the difference is actually not that large. It would be really hard to give an exact value, but it's something like between 10 and 30%, which is not that big, right? But the thing is that if you can only build a tiny amount of muscle, even when everything is optimized, then a 30% hindrance is going to be very, very significant, right? If you're a newbie and this is your first ever year of lifting, you never picked up a dumbbell before, you never even did a push-up in your life, you're super skinny, you have almost no muscle, but you have actually a high genetic potential to, be, to put on muscle mass, you just never tapped into it because you never did any kind of resistance training activity, then in your first year, you might be able to build 25 pounds of muscle. I mean, if you cut that by 30%, that's still 17, 18 pounds of muscle. Like, hell yeah, give it to me, right? But if you can only put on two pounds of muscle in a good year, which will become a reality for many advanced lifters, if you cut that by 30%, I mean, that's less than a pound and a half of muscle per year. I mean, if your scale is measuring you in kilograms, you might not even be able to detect that. And it can be easily masked by some water fluid shifts, sodium level shifts, things like that. But actually to make all of this a bit more illustrative, let's look at some actual real life examples of people with different training advancements and different body compositions. And let's try to assess together whether it's actually still realistically possible for them to put on muscle mass while cutting or dieting. All right, guys, so the first thing I want to say is that I'm going to leave the whole discussion over steroids out of the question here. I know that that can change the picture quite a bit, especially if you're progressively overloading, if you will, your steroid dosage over time. But to keep this simple and to make this more relatable for most of you guys, I'm going to keep this focused on natural athletes. So what I'm going to do here is show you pictures of natural guys, and I'm going to tell you their estimated body fat percentage based on the best of my abilities and also how close I think they are to their genetic potential. And based on that, we will try to estimate together whether it's still possible for them to experience body recomposition. So the first picture is of Jeff Alberts, teammate of Eric Helms at 3D Muscle Journey, awesome member of an awesome coaching team. Estimated body fat percentage, I would say about 17, 18% body fat. Proximity to genetic potential, I would say 98%. He has been training for over 30 years. So even if he did something suboptimally, that's a long ass time. And as you can see, he has a fantastic physique. So he probably is very, very, very close to maxing out on his genetic potential. Is it possible for him to put on muscle at this point? No, guys, I really do not think, even though he does have the body fat to make a recomposition type scenario work, because he is so advanced, I really do think that for a guy like him, really everything needs to be optimized 
pretty much maximally to make any kind of muscle growth possible. So if he really wanted to gain any kinds of appreciable amounts of muscle, he would have to be in a proper small surplus for a long period of time. And then he could possibly eke out something like one or maybe two pounds of muscle per year. And that would be astounding results for someone like him after so many years of training. So in a deficit where muscle protein synthesis rates are suppressed and breakdown rates are elevated, I just do not think that it is possible for him to, practically speaking, put on any more muscle. I do think that technically speaking, it could be possible for him. But again, the absolute amounts that we are talking about here would just make it pretty much impossible to even detect any kind of muscle growth. So practically speaking, my answer is no in this case. The next picture is of Alberto Nunez. Estimated body fat percentage, somewhere between 5 and 6% body fat, probably a lot closer to 5% body fat, to be honest. Peak condition, really close to contest. This has been taken a couple of years ago. So genetic potential proximity, I would say maybe 95%. He probably put on some size since then. But as you can see, he is at a crazy advanced level, at least compared to other people, maybe not compared to his own standards. But he has been training for a long time. So I think 95% is a decent estimation in his case. Can he still put on muscle in a deficit? No fucking way, guys. Even if he wasn't as advanced as he is, at this level of leanness and conditioning, the last thing your body wants to do is to synthesize new tissue. Women lose their menstrual cycle at this point. Men have suppressed testosterone, crazy increased cortisol levels, libido goes to shit. So the idea that the body would waste any of its regenerative capacities to build new muscle is just insane at this point. So he will just not build any more muscle at this point. He can be happy if he doesn't lose muscle at this point. Next picture is of myself. This is a picture that was taken of me about two years ago, pretty much exactly two years ago, actually. Estimated body fat percentage, 20%. You might think that it's higher, but knowing my own body, 20%, maybe even a bit lower is a decent estimation. I'm just bloated here, and my body fat distribution kind of sucks. Proximity to genetic potential, I would say about 85, 87% or something. I have definitely put on size ever since this, so I think that's a decent approximation. Can I still put on muscle in a deficit? Yes, absolutely. This is a good example of someone who, even though this guy here on the picture, who is me, has been training for a few years at this point, he can still easily experience body recomposition at this point. And in this case, I'm kind of cheating because I know the actual outcome here because I know that I did put on a fair amount of muscle. At the end of this cut, I was at a new high in terms of lean body weight. So I know that I experienced a fair amount of body recomposition at this point. Next picture is also of myself. Sorry for being a bit egotistical. I'm just feeling kind of more comfortable displaying pictures of myself as opposed to throwing other people under the bus. Proximity to genetic potential, I would say a bit higher than on the previous picture. I would say maybe 90% or so. Can I still put on muscle at this point? I would say it's highly questionable. It might be still possible, but I would say that even though I'm not super advanced at this point, I think I am just a little bit too lean here for my body to be happy with doing things like synthesizing new muscle tissue. So I would say it's very, very questionable. I would rather guess that it's not really in the cards for me at this point. Next picture is of Greg Knuckles. I just threw this in here as something interesting because he is not a bodybuilder. He's not trained for hypertrophy. So even though he's very, very strong and he's at the crazy advanced or even elite level in terms of strength, I think that with a very hypertrophy-focused program, he could still put on some muscle mass. And since his body fat percentage is pretty high, I don't know how high it is, but definitely over 25%, 
he definitely has the base conditions to experience body recomposition and to build muscle in a calorie deficit. So I would say that in his case, it is uh, definitely possible, or not definitely, but I would think that it is possible for someone like him. And then the last picture is once again of myself. Estimated body fat percentage at this point, it's hard to tell, but mid-teens, somewhere between 13 and 16% body fat maybe. Proximity to genetic potential, I would say about 92, 93%. Can I still put on muscle in a deficit? Again, questionable. I think that certain parts of my body and those muscle groups that I've been training very diligently for a long time simply need to have all the conditions set right to have them grow meaningfully. But some muscle groups that I have not been training for that long, I think could still grow in a calorie deficit. But this is something I'm going to touch after we switch off from the voiceover. So I would say in this case, this is questionable. Next picture is of Eric Helms. Estimated body fat percentage, I would say 8 or 9% body fat, maybe 10% body fat if he has some really weird body fat distribution and he stores a lot of fat in an area which is just not displayed on this picture. Proximity to genetic potential, I would say 98% again is a decent estimation. I mean, this guy has been training for a really long time. He has been training intelligently also for a long time probably because he is really knowledgeable when it comes to training. His fat pre-mass index is probably over 24 which means that he has been really successful at pushing his limits in terms of training progression. Can he still put on muscle in a deficit? No, guys. Unfortunately, again, in this case, I just don't think it's possible. Sort of a similar story to Jeff Alberts in that maybe he can still put on some muscle, technically speaking, in a deficit. But again, the absolute amounts that we are talking about here are just so small that at the end of the day, it's just not even detectable. And again, Eric is pretty lean at this picture. That is also another factor that is working against him. And then lastly, let's look at a good example of someone who probably would not think that he can still build muscle and lose fat at the same time, but he actually could. And this is Ryan Gosling from that whatever movie where he had that famous scene when he's taking his shirt off and we are supposed to throw away our pennies in complete shock because he's just so crazy hot or whatever. If he came to me and said, look, Abel, I think I'm a serious trainee and I have a crazy well-developed musculature and I'm going to pay you $2 million if you tell me that I can still recomp my body, I would tell him, look, Ryan, good news, bad news. The bad news is that you're not a serious trainee and you don't have a crazy amount of muscle development. But the good news is, is that that means that you can still recomp. You're pretty lean. You don't have a lot of body fat, but you have more than enough to experience body recomposition and to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. So someone like him would be a good example of someone who is pretty fit, but can still very well recomp. Okay, last couple of things I want to mention before we close off. The first question that you probably ask yourself throughout this video, if not, then I'm going to ask it instead of you. What about maintenance? We talked about how the conditions for muscle building are not quite as optimized during cutting as they are during bulking, but what about maintenance? Basically, the long story short is that maintenance is sort of in between cutting and bulking. Well, duh, but also when it comes to muscle building potential, it's not as good as bulking, but you also don't really suffer from actual hindrances as you do when you're cutting. So muscle protein breakdown rates are not elevated and synthesis rates are not suppressed. They are just not elevated as much as they are during bulking. So all in all, maintenance, I would say, is pretty damn good for building muscle. Again, if you're very advanced and you can build just a tiny amount of muscle, even if everything is optimized maximally, then maintenance is still not going to cut it. 
for advanced lifters, actually, this is why they need to plan out their years pretty meticulously if they want to build any more muscle, because the absolute numbers of muscle they can still gain is just so minuscule that even a small amount of hindrance is going to have a really meaningful impact on their end results. The important thing to point out about maintenance again is that it's not some magical thing that happens during maintenance that you're turning body fat into muscle and then you're just recomposing your body. No, what's most typically going to happen during maintenance if you're going to build muscle is that your fat mass is going to stay the same and you're going to build more muscle. And technically speaking, if your muscle mass is increasing while your fat mass is staying the same, then your body fat percentage is actually going to go down because more muscle, same amount of fat means lower body fat percentage. So technically speaking, you're going through a recomp. And the last interesting thing that I want to mention here is that you can actually be more or less advanced in individual body parts and muscle groups. So classic example, if you're a typical gym bro and you have been training your upper body from the first day you stepped into a gym and you started training your lower body a year ago, then you're still technically an intermediate or novice when it comes to your lower body development, but you might actually be highly advanced when it comes to your upper body development. So you could still build a fair amount of muscle in your lower body, even though you're going through a serious cut. To use myself as an example, my chest is one of my better developed body parts and it's not necessarily because it's more gifted than other body parts, like everything on this body is just average, but I've been simply training my chest for the longest amount of time. I Even before I got into serious weight training, I did some push-ups at home and every once in a while if I went to a gym with a friend or something, I always did some benches and from the first day pretty much when I started serious resistance training, I've been training my chest with pretty good diligence. On the other hand, like many bros, I've been neglecting my lower body development for a while. And when I started training my legs seriously, I made significant progress, even though I was going through some serious cutting phases during that period. I also started to train my traps not long ago, which I never really did before with isolation movements. And I would actually expect to gain some size on my traps, even if I went through a deficit period right now. But I would not expect to have the same results for my chest, for example. And the last thing I would like to say is that this whole question of whether recomping is possible or whether you can still build muscle in a deficit is not as relevant, practically speaking, as you would think. If you're going to go through a cut, the best thing you can do is to set up that cut as best as you can and to set the conditions to the best of your abilities. If you're interested in getting the best results, then no matter what, you're going to set up your training program to the best of your abilities and you're not going to put yourself into a terrible deficit. And if you have still the potential to put on muscle, then this is going to result in you gaining some muscle while you're cutting. And if you don't have the potential anymore because you're too advanced or something like that, then it's going to result in maintenance of muscle mass. So at the end of the day, it just doesn't really matter, practically speaking, and it will not alter too much what you're going to do in your day-to-day -day training. So guys, this is all I had to say today. Hopefully it all made sense. I felt that my tongue was rolling up a couple of times. I don't know, I kind of feel weird today, maybe because of the weather. But regardless, hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, then be sure to subscribe to be up to date for more episodes like this and drop a like. Let me know in the comment section. What should you let me know in the comment section? Actually, let me know this. Out of all the years that you've been training, how many of those years would you say were ideal in the sense that you spent more time bulking than cutting? And how many of those years were spent perma-cutting and actually spending more time in a deficit than in a surplus? That's always an interesting thing to talk about. Think about, not talk about. I told you that my tongue is rolling up. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this video. See you next time.